This is Luke Schoomaker, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the Epic Roster Watch Podcast, brought to you by RosterWatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap. Of course, I'm joined by Cody Carpentier as we continue through our uh, rookie prospect series of videos here. Um, today, we'll be talking about two more senior bowlers that are at the wide receiver position. Cody, what the hell's going on with you, brother? Not too much, man. Uh, still up here in the great, uh, the great north. Um, sun's out. It's about forty-five. Balmy. Having a good, uh, good couple of days up here in Minnesota, enjoying the weather. So I'm ready to talk some senior bowl again. All right. So the the the, the two we're going over today will be uh, Jamari Thrash. He's the one that I did from Louisville. Um, gosh, and I can't believe that I was I suckered myself into into picking Louisville versus USC. The other, I, I just, I, I for, I'd forgotten how bad that they look versus Florida state, you know, but um, in, in, anyway, uh, Jamari thrash from Louisville. And then Cody did Ricky Pearsall from Florida. Um, do you want, do you want to start? Do you want me to start? I'll start, I'll start out with, I'll start out with Ricky. I, I think he's a very interesting one. Um, I like him. I, <laughs> I think he's I haven't, yeah. I haven't went into our ranks and I haven't ranked him vis-a-vis these other guys yet, but I liked what I saw. Again, it's the classic thing. You're going to see him and you're going to think of a lot of these other guys because he's white, but he plays wide receiver, and I think he's got a little bit of a swag to himself. I've watched a couple of videos about kind of the stuff I look at for like the dog rating stuff where it's like I'm just want I just want to hear him talk. I want to hear him. You know, I want to hear him uh, break down the game, break down life, break down situations, things like that. I think he's got a little swag to himself. Uh, he started out at Arizona State, um, played three years there, broke out his junior season, led Arizona State in receiving yards that third season uh, with uh, soon-to-be Heisman winner Jaden Daniels as his quarterback. He then transferred, and that came down to Florida and Oregon at that point. Uh, and Pearsall ended up picking Florida, and he went and played with Billy Napier that first season uh, in Florida. But top down, Ricky Pearsall, six foot one, hundred ninety pounds. He's twenty three and a half years old. He'll be twenty four the weekend after the NFL kicks off next year. Um, breakout age again, junior season, twenty one years old. Twenty three percent of the offensive market at the receiving uh, perspective. Receiving yards, thirty one percent, and the receiving touchdowns was at twenty percent. He comes from Tempe, Arizona, uh, which is of course the home of the Arizona State Sun Devils, where he went to college to begin with, out of college as a three star prospect in the class of twenty nineteen. Again, attended Arizona State for three years, played with Jaden Daniels before transferring to Florida, uh, where he, over the course of 25 games, uh, pulled in 98 receptions, 1,626 yards, and nine touchdowns. Going into that last game against Florida State just a few weeks ago, he was 52 yards shy of 1,000 receiving yards on the on the 2023 season. Florida has not had a wide receiver hit the 1,000-yard marker since 2002, and that player was the name of Taylor Jacobs. So no Kadarius Toney, no Van Jefferson, no Riley Cooper, no Percy Harvin, no Chad Jackson, no Demarcus Robinson. None of those guys have hit 1,000 yards in their time at Florida. That's wild, uh, huh? 
a weird. very interesting thing about Cooper. Uh, sorry about Cooper. Very interesting thing um, about Pearsall is that he doesn't you just get line mixed up. up with, you get it mixed up with Cooper Cuff or Riley Cooper I, or what? Yeah. <laughs> the Riley Cooper name, you know, exactly. Yeah. And uh, so an interesting thing about Pearsall, though, is he, he didn't like two years ago, he lined up pretty predominantly out wide. It was like 65, 70%. Uh, wide 35 percent in the slot then in 2022 it kind of flipped and he was playing the slot about 70 percent of the time yeah this year because if you watch the 2022 if you watch some of the 2022 stuff that's what i was asking you is the only slot but so apparently so then this year everything flipped back and he was pretty much uh split down the middle he had 352 353 snaps out wide 425 in the slot so we'll get a little more in the slot but even amongst that i wanted to split a little bit deeper because sometimes you'll see a guy maybe favor one side he might play slot and wide but also he'll just be like predominantly on the right side not Pearsall. Pearsall had 393 total snaps on the left 385 total on the right so his versatility is pretty much endless as far as the alignments go in the slot on wide internal slot out wide slot like he's he's lined up everywhere uh, on the field and I, i think that um Ricky Pearsall is going to be a guy that you're going to be able to utilize heavily. Uh, I think in NFL front, I think teams are going to love to have a guy like this. He reminded me a lot of like a Ronnie Bell uh, of last year from Michigan uh, that was at the senior bowl. He had a bad senior bowl week. I don't foresee that coming from Ricky Pearsall, a little more cleaner in the route running. Uh, I think again, heavily utilized in all alignments. He's a hand sketcher. He had a, a beautiful mm-hmm. catch against Charlotte that everyone even remembers. That was a top 10 yep. play. Um, but he, he can he can seem to get a little bit lazy sometimes on some of those internal easy routes where maybe he loses the concentration there or takes his eyes off the ball. I saw that a couple of times. Very, very fast feet, very quick twitch. I, I noticed they used him a lot on pop screens, jet sweeps, drag routes, things that get the ball into his hands quick because he's good at breaking tackles and good after the catch. Uh, he had 40 first downs on 65 receptions this year. 40 first downs on 65 receptions. It's about 66% of the time around that number, 66 70% of the time. Strong hands, again, quick twitch feet, great uh, throughout his route running. Uh, kind of a, reminds you as far as the route running, if you just watch the camera just on his feet while he's running, he's got a lot of nuance to it. And that reminds you of a lot of the new age guys like, you know, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to compare his route running to Diggs and Jefferson. But when you watch those guys run routes, it's a lot of feet. It's a lot of feet in the route. And then that's what creates, creates the movement up top. Um, yeah. I think he's a smooth adjuster downfield, uh, back shoulder throws and things of that nature. Again, Florida hasn't had good quarterbacks the last couple of years. So uh, some of the things he's had to do a lot on his own, um, but the quarterbacks have put him in you know some spots to win. Uh, I, the, the one thing I don't like is I think he does lack some true downfield separation where, again, we talk about the route running where he can create separation with his feet, but when he's past a guy, he it, when he's even – He's open, but when he's even, he's not leaving. He doesn't quite got that even leaving speed where he, he's going to be probably be in that, I would say that mid to high four fives, four five eight, four five nine area, which against these professional DBs, you're not going to be pulling oh, away no, very. He's not. He's not going to be four five four five eight. No, no. What do you no. think he's? Yeah, I don't think he, five, he doesn't got leaving. He don't got leaving speed. I know, but yeah, four five eights like four five eights like the. <laughs> it's like you're not you're not leaving the you're not leaving the linebacker. I mean, I, I think four I think four five eights is probably a discounting. I think he's faster than that, Cody. Puka, I mean, he's, Puka, ran, Puka ran a four five seven. Puka can Puka can Puka can split when he yeah, gets but, there. But, Ricky right, can split when he gets there. I'm just saying he's not going to do it. Like that's not going to be a thing that just happens. He's not just going to. Oh, I'm. Um, Running a fade and I'm le- I'm even I'm leaving you I'm going to the end zone I'm gonna outrun you by right. Puka's two, three, two oh, like, like Puka's like two hundred pounds though like he was yeah. what two oh three so 
Uh, I don't know. I, I think four five eight is probably a little. Are you projecting at four five eight? Yeah, at least doing right four, four four five five. I think it's probably all right. All right, that's right. That's Maybe fair. you're right. I mean, I, I think four. I I don't think he looks four five eight to me. I mean, to me, what did Tyler Boyd run? I th- I think he, I think he looks just like Tyler Boyd. Like Tyler his styles, his feet, his change of direction, all 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 that stuff reminds me a ton of Tyler Boyd coming out. I, I, I've forgotten kind of. It's just the the way he moves four, and everything. Five, Four five eight, Tyler Boyd. Four five eight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Fine. Leave leave him to four five eight. That's fine. That that's that's fine. Um, okay. Uh, where do you have him? Where do you think he's going to go? I mean, give a grade on him at this point. So obviously, I, as always, man, we got to give the we have to give the disclaimer when we get to the senior bowl and we see these guys or the combine or the pro days and see these guys. And as we do more work and as we get more, um, uh, you know, just yeah. Intel, man, like that's why we get on the road and go do this. Right. We're, we're going to talk to other prospects about what it's like going up against these guys. We're going to not to get into everything that we do because we don't want, you know, it's like we have our own yeah. process. We like to keep it in house, but there's going to be a lot of extra information that kind of comes in. So this isn't a, but just from your initial, this is the initial kind of primer. This is the eyeball test. Where do you think he's likely going to end up as far as your, as far as your draft projection, as far as round? As far as draft capital goes, again, I like him, but again, he's 23 and a half, broke out at 21. He's going to be 24 the first day he steps on the field. We saw last year Puka go in the fifth. We saw Ronnie Bell go in the sixth. Guys of this nature, I, I think he's projecting somewhere late late fourth early fifth is kind of where i'm seeing him right now i like him again but comparing profiles to other guys around like the one thing that does come to my mind is wondering like again he's like i'm gonna go to florida over oregon he chose that two years ago imagine him going to oregon and being on this oregon offense right now like it's only you can only imagine that of course but um that would unlock something different playing with a different quarterback, playing with a, a better offense, things of that nature. But right now uh, I'm looking at him kind of like that early fifth, late fourth type of an area. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs. So your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. All right. Um, I did Jamari Thrash from. Is he Louis. trash? Jamari Thrash is trash. No, I'm not going to say he's I'm trash. Just I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just this kidding. Is, this isn't. Uh, no, man, kidding. we're not. You know, that, that's the kind of thing that can really come back to really come back to bite you, man. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Um, especially pre senior bowl, because it's like I said, every senior bowl you go in and there are guys who you think look super. It's like the Khalil Shakirs, right? Who just look. You're like, man, you know, this is going to be the guy that impresses yep. everybody. And it's just, you know, yep. it's not like Khalil Shakir was bad. It's just he didn't look like he did in his in his film. Whereas you can get there and there are guys who maybe you weren't as impressed with what you saw 
on their film coming in, but you're just like, dude, this guy's an absolute baller. You know, once you see him live and in person. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see, but like, I will say this out of everybody we've done so far, including Pearsall, including the guy who, um, who last was first, like, who I think you like Tez Walker a little bit better than I do. Um, but even including Tez Walker, I, I, I'll, I'll have thrash ranked as last place out of all these guys, as far as the six that we've done so far. So what, um, Brennan Rice, uh, Leggett, is it Isaiah Leggett? Xavier. Xavier Leggett, um, Jacob Cowing, Tez Walker. Um, Brendan Rice. Brendan Rice and Jamari Thrash and Jacob Cowing, who, by the way, I texted you yesterday, showed just a different gear last night in that um, – in that in in the bowl game versus Oklahoma, but um, anyway, the um, he's six foot one, one eighty five, and those are unofficial, right? His his age in twenty twenty four will be twenty three until around this time next year. So he'll be he'll be he his his birthdates uh, his birth date is December nineteenth two thousand. So he'll be twenty twenty three. No, twenty twenty four. When does he? So he. So bait. If he just turned, so he, he just turned, turned twenty four next December. Yeah, he's twenty four. Twenty four. Yeah, my math boy needs a little work there. So yeah, he'll he'll be twenty three for most of ne- for most of twenty twenty four, and then yeah. around this time next year he'll turn twenty four. Um, man. It's just, I guess, a little bit of background on on the guy. He was a three star prospect coming out, class of twenty nineteen. Broke out at age twenty two, almost broke out at age twenty one when he was at Georgia State. Played four seasons at Georgia State as a, but you know, maybe a little bit concerning that he did he did have the monster final season at Georgia State before transferring to Louisville this last year. One of the main, really, one of the main drivers and the main reasons offensively. What's Jeff? Is it Jeff Brom? I, I just watched Jeff him last Brom, night. Yeah, yeah yep. one of the main drivers of you know the success the initial success that his programs had was i mean this is the leading receiver you know he's a he's a he's a good college player um it's funny cody we, we uh, you know as far as the market share stuff 24 percent of the receptions 26 percent of the receiving yards 27 percent of the receiving touchdowns for 26 percent total production percentage uh from him and Whenever you look back to his time at Georgia State, like I said, the monster, just monster 2022 season. He was all America, all he was an all America, all Sun Belt record breaker for the you, you look at the records. He didn't break the all-time school records for the cumulative stats, right? But just like, you know, had like the first and the tied for the second biggest games in school history and stuff, you know, there's a dude who would just go nuclear and just take over football games. Clearly a dude who, you know, since, you know, one of the early invites from Jim Nagy, somebody who the scouts are really interested to see, you know, because they were on doing probably at the Georgia Southern. They wanted to, or not Georgia Southern, Georgia state. And they wanted to see him at a bigger program. He comes through, delivers well enough, um, was only, uh, was only second team all conference this year. Um, but it's like, Cody, this feels to me like this shows like the kind of the the highlighting of the chain movers because it, one of the things you know you mentioned about Pearsall and about all the first downs that he caught. One of the things that I looked at for this guy, I'm like, man, he's an outside receiver. He only plays ten percent of his only ten percent of his snaps uh, inside, but 
uh, at six foot one unofficially, one eighty five unofficially. He's a he's a dude. It felt like he was constantly moving the chains. And so I went and looked, and much like it's almost it's like a doppelganger of what you said. He had he had forty one. You and I both looked up this stat this week, which I just thought was funny. You know, we didn't talk about this, and it's not generally part of the. It's, not a standard part of my process to look at the first yeah. downs, but um, he had he had he did he had he had forty one first downs this year on like sixty three catches. So I mean he, he's a he's a he's a good uh, chain moving savvy player. He's got a knack for getting open. Uh, he's shown the ability to create after catch. Um, not because he's super twitchy. He's not he's he's not like Pearsall where he has that twitch. Um, he's more of a you know man the the the. I'm not sure if this is very good, but he kind of reminds me of like a poor man's Greg Jennings. Um, so, you know, lanky, good hands, can get it done for you a little bit dirty, plays with really good play strength, but maybe not somebody who you think is going to um, go out. He's, 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 not, he's not a threat to go the distance anytime he gets the ball in his hands. You know, it's just, that just, that isn't what Jamari Thrash does. He, he's a, he's a good, he's a good player. Um, but he does have a lack of high end speed, and he I do not think he's going to I, I could be wrong about this. I don't think he's going to test very ex- explosively. I, I don't. I think he's one of these guys that's slinky, good good knack for finding soft spots in the zones, um, good enough contested catch rate. He, you know he had too many drops. Uh, if, if you look at Kakamimi PFF, an 11.3 percent drop rate in 2023, that's too high, right? We usually say anything above seven or eight is when you kind of just kind of lift the old eyebrows up a little bit there and say, well, you know, what exactly is going on there with that? Um, but, you know, those, those, those 41 first downs in 2023, that, that, that's what Pearsall had, right? 41. 40. 40. 40. So that was tied for 37th um, on PFF among 453 college football qualifiers who played at least 20% of their team snaps. So, I mean, that's a, you know, this is a dude who they went to in critical times who they felt was dependable. Like I said, savvy, um, not nothing that's going to jump off the page for you athletic wise, but a dude you could definitely see stepping in. Cody, to me, he looks like a guy who could step in and be a team's, you know, dependable number three, um, this, this kind of dude. But like I said, you know, one, and, and to totally see him at the senior bowl, we're going to, we'll hold off on that. As far as the yards per route run, it's, it's fine. I don't have it pulled up right now. Maybe you have that sheet pulled up. I think it was 2.75, uh, for, for, uh, for him. Is that right? Do you have the 2.37? To, okay well so i mean it's, it's fine you know it's it's fine it's it's that's perfectly fine it's better than cowing right yeah um, it's just it's ahead of it's ahead of pearsall pearsall was 2.23 Devontae walker was 2.28 um so he's puts him right in that area it's it, it's it's fine i mean dependable good player um not sure i i think that he you know i think he probably i think he's he seems to play a little bit stronger he seems to play a little bit stronger than you would think at like 185. I think he probably weighs a little bit more than that. He struggles to do the weight more like 195, something like this. So we'll sort of see what he weighs in at at the national scouting weigh-in. I I'm gonna I'm gonna project his 40 time at a four. Man, if we're saying Pearsall is a four five eight, I think this guy's a four five eight too. You know, because um, I was gonna say four five five, but I would have said for Pearsall four five four five flat. So. Um, 
I think he's slower than Pearsall. I'm not sure we should project him at a four, five, eight. Uh, did you? I, it's did you fine. Notice? I mean, it, it, it doesn't matter. It's just a projection. But I think that I think he's going to run faster than that, dude. How um, did you? I'm not sure about you, uh, How did you break down like his yak? So I was looking at the at PFF at yak and Pearsall. I thought did pretty well. And after the catch, he had 377 yards after the catch, which was 30th in all the Power Five this year. Thrash was 25th. Thrash had 418 yards after catch. Was that yeah. kind of something you know? Because for me, like when I was watching Pearsall, it was like I recognized again i talked about the route running but when they utilized him in the shallow parts of the field it was like the, the first guy rarely took him rarely tackled him yeah well that's the thing like i was saying with with, with him he, he show, he's shown the ability to create after catch but it's mainly through his place for play strength right it's not um it isn't it isn't one of these it isn't one of these things where he's just got this completely elusive skill set this like open field dynamism that allows him just to create all this after but i dude i think he's like averages 6.6 yards after catch per reception so i mean very clearly um but like 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 i said he's he's sort of one of these guys that can drive they can drive his legs reach for the you know reach for the first down pile you know reach for the chains and you know that's sort of his role he's a good he's a good player like that man um there there's a couple of plays you know there's a couple of plays where he does have long uh touchdowns but it's some of this stuff where it's just kind of slants where maybe the coverage is a little bit busted and he just you know um you know, nobody takes a good pursuit angle and stuff like that. It isn't usually a stuff where they have him on a nine route where he runs past dudes, lifts the lid, and has big explosive plays like like that. It seems like the big plays that he did have were more as a function of scheme, more as a function of being. I mean, he's, he's Johnny on the spot. He's he, he's a good football player. I just I don't know if um, I think you know I think I would place him about. I think he's a day three pick. You know, right now, I, th- I think he's probably a, a day three pick. Now, whether that means fourth round, whether that means sixth round, I, you know, that's stuff that we'll dig into. And it could be after the senior bowl, we say he's got a huge week and whatever. But that's sort of the primer there on, um, that's sort of the primer there on, on Jamari. Um, I was going to say one thing that uh, came to my mind while I'm sitting here thinking, thinking through like comps and situations and like outlook. Uh, I brought up Ronnie Bell. I brought up Cedric Wilson for Ricky Pearsall for like play style comps that I kind of liked. Um, but as far as like the fantasy side of things, one thing that came to my mind was um, I, I got to remember a year ago talking about Rashi Rice and how I liked his his route running and again he had he was listed at like the 180 i want to believe he was yeah. like 189 on he was one of the guys i was going to ask you about here yeah he was and, one of the ones and he went up to like 200 or 205 whatever it was at the senior bowl and i remember instantly being like dang man like i really loved rashi and then he gained the weight and i remember from that from that way in everything and that was like a big detractor. It was like, damn, he weighed in and he looked slow. And then it was like step by step by step. Rashi just got better and better and better, better, better back in the process. And it kind of was the flat circle thing. It came right back around to Rashi. But my thing is, is I think that that's kind of a, uh, a situation you could see Pearsall in as far as fantasy goes. Is like you can now see Rashi growing into a number one role. Now, you know, it took him 15 weeks in the season with the best quarterback. But I think if Pearsall was put in a situation to, uh, you know, be forced out there and be continually targeted and he's running routes. I think that there's upside for him to be kind of like a Rashi rice type of a player uh, in fantasy. I don't think that there's like this. I don't think there's anything that can get him to tier one, you know, the, the Wilson's the lambs of the world, but I think he can get to that Rashi rice tier level uh, as far as fantasy output goes. 
Oh, I'm going to ask you these questions. We have a question, though, from Cade, and it's, it relates to fantasy, maybe. My guys, this is I made it to the championship. I lost Keenan. My replacements are waiver warriors. Thoughts on KJ Osborne, Dobbs, Dorch, Brandon Cooks, Gabe Davis. Um, don't you feel like I mean, Gabe Davis weak to me? I, I think, if, yeah. if, if, I mean, if Jordan Addison and TJ Hawkinson are both out, doesn't it feel like KJ Osborne? Um, yeah. Yeah, he's saying but, uh, PPR, but I mean, we, we know that Christian Watson's out. It looks like Dontavion Wicks is questionable. I got Dom- Dobbs at wide receiver 27 this week. So is it Dobbs, but only if there's no Dontavion Wicks? Um, yeah, but Wicks is banged up anyway. So, I mean, do you, do you, right. so I got Watson, Watson's doubtful. Wicks is questionable. Yeah. But Wicks is, I guess, I guess Reed is just not even a, a worry. I haven't seen anything on Reed. Let me just look that up. I feel a lot better, and I'm ready to play. He's cleared for Sunday night. Okay. Um, so, yeah, because he's not – people aren't reporting on him, so I guess he's just off the report. Uh, I like Dobbs at this point. But, right. again, we got, this, we got the serious show on Saturday, Caden, so we'll have a, a definitive answer for you by then. Yeah. We'll have the um, the what – the what? On Saturday? Driven on Saturday? Sirius XM. Okay, Sirius. Yeah, yeah. Tap in. Uh, tap in on Sirius. Okay, um, here we go. Um, let me ask you about some of these guys. So compare how you feel about Ricky Pearsall to the way you felt about um, – let's see. Do you know what one of my comps – how about this? Uh, Jamari Thrash, or my my comp that I settled on. You might not even remember who this is. Do you remember Court, Courtney Davis from Texas A and M? Yep. How do you compare him to him? I take. I probably took in Davis. Um, Pearsall, or. Hmm. Trying to find somebody that's kind of kind of because Pearsall's what one eighty five. Yep. So you already took one of the. All right. What about this, Pearsall or Diami Brown? Oh, I love Diami Brown. I go Pearsall for the route running. Diami was always a, a, a straight line type of player. I loved his dynamism downfield and stuff, but uh, I think I'm going to end up. Having Pearsall higher, Pearsall or Tylen Wallace, Tylen Wallace. I, yeah, I was high on Tylen Wallace. Pearsall or John Mechie the third, Pearsall, Thrash or John Mechie, John Mechie, and then from last year. You took my Rashi Rice away. You took my my my, my one I was going to try and swindle you on here. How about this one? This one's perfect. We were just talking about him. Dontavion Wicks or Pearsall? 2021 Dontavion Wicks. But after, um, after 2022, it'd be Ricky Purcell. 